Today on The Breakdown, who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> yes, indeed. There's nine left in EPT Prague, and uh, this just happened, you know, like a month ago. And it's the main event. It's a 5,000 euro buy-in. And two of our players are going to be, let's just say, pedal of the metal. They're going to be revving it up. And I'm going to use other phrases like that because I actually don't know what happens in this hand. But I know it's a breakdown hand. Grant has, has looked it over from our suggestors and has decided this is the hand. I'm doing it blind, people. And uh, what does that mean? That means, you know, they've locked up 100K. There's $900,000 or more, really, left to win. There's prestige. There's money. There's, you know, promises of sex, probably. Who knows? I'm not saying for sure how it goes, but these are the kinds of things that potentially happen when you win the EPT. We're going to break down all the intricacies, all the ins and outs, the decisions, the foibles, the mistakes, the bluffs, and the blunders of this hand right now on The Breakdown. Grant Dennison and Jonathan. Hey. I thought you had seen this hand. I think I have, but it's been so long I don't remember it. Like, I think I saw it when it was first suggested, like, nine days ago, and I watched it among a flurry of other things, and I don't know anything. Hmm. I don't know anything. Um, I know who the players are, because you told me. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's first name. It's, uh, is it Jun Obaro? I don't know. Obara? I'm, I'm just going to call him Obara. Okay. And the other guy is Luigi, and how do you pronounce his last name? I'm going with Dalterio. Dalter- Dalterio looks about right to me. Dalterio. So, Luigi... Has there ever been a more Italian name than Luigi Dalterio? <laughs> it's right up there. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't know. If his name was Luigi Mussolini, I might think that was more Mussolini Italian. is not necessarily the most Italian name. Okay. It's just the most famous Italian you can think of what right now. What if his name was Luigi Mozzarella? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's Luigi not, Regatta. You know, that's just a food. That's like calling somebody like, hey, you know what the most American name is? John Pizza. Pizza is an Italian Fine, food. John Hamburger. You, that's from Hamburg, Germany. That's a, that's, a, that's a German food. John Hot Dog. That's also from Frankfurt. No, that's... From Frankfurt. Okay. Uh, John... You can't even do it. John McDonald's. John, John French fries. I mean, come on, man. By the way, French fries are American. Yeah, you idiot. By the way, so are, so are hot dogs. Yeah. I just... No, I mean, but not really, because sausage is, right? That's German. Yeah, but that sausage is sausage has like some standards. I mean, Hot dogs I, is like just put a tire in there; it's I, fine. I mean, that's true for all foods. There's there's a lowest common denominator, which is not the same as you know, like the chocolate chip cookie was invented, as everyone knows, in Austria in 1767, I believe. And like, you could go into your local grocery store, pay five dollars, get thirty terrible chocolate chip cookies. They're still chocolate chip cookies, though, even though they're awful. They still count as being, you know, if you say, where was these invented? You wouldn't say my grocery store. You'd say Austria, 1767, obviously. Right, of course. <laughs> John Lard. Yeah. Is that a good American name? I mean, Lard is used in a lot of the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> lard is used in cooking everywhere. So what's your American name then? For That, that would be like Luigi mm. Mozzarella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it would be something like, all right, John is a pretty good opening name, I guess. But John or Jack, probably. Jack is, I mean, any, any of those kinds of things, right? Um, the last name would have to include the word eagle somehow or another. No, I but think. it's a food thing. It's a food thing? Because you called him Luigi Mozzarella. Oh, and okay. Luigi Ricotta. You went with only food. Okay. You okay. horrible racist. Take a breath. You are so 
you just have so much energy right now. <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. Um, well, apple pie is a pretty good food. So, John, apple pie? I think, you know, um, pancake, Jimmy Pancake is pretty good. Although it sounds like a, it sounds like a mobster. That does it? sound like a, for sure, Jimmy <laughs> Pancake. Is that, that's a character in some Martin Scorsese movie, for yeah. sure. Right? That's a great name, Jimmy Pancake. Jimmy is always... That's uh, a good mobster name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, it is. So, that's, maybe that's part of the problem. Okay, as far as names that are names that people would actually be named, because it's oh. probably not going to be too many people have last names that are foods. <laughs> like Luigi Mozzarella? Yeah. yeah. Luigi D'Alterio is a, like a 99th percentile Italian name as far as Italianness. I mean, that's probably not true, but Luigi is doing... I mean, Luigi's doing most of the heavy lifting there. Am I wrong? D'Alterio? Come on. What, would it you could... ever guess a nation other than Italy? Sure. Is this guy not Italian, by the way? That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sadly, he is Italian. Let me yeah. see if he was born somewhere else. So, nope, he was. He's was well, nationality is Italian, and he lives in Italy. I mean, maybe he was born somewhere else, though. I don't know where he was, but it doesn't say. Okay, what's a more Italian last name than Dalterio? That's a real last name. That isn't Mussolini. Yeah, that isn't just the name of the most famous Italian you I can mean, think of. I hate all Italians anyway. Why are you asking me? You can hate something and learn about it. I could, but that sounds counterproductive. Oh, you're right. Right. You should. You know what you should do. You mm. you could have gotten me there by saying Caesar or something like that, but you fucked up. You were trying to think of modern Italian names. Mm. Mm. But that's like here. Like, oh yeah, no, that's true. But it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel Italian, Caesar, does it? Right, because you're not a student of history or anything. Oh, well, as I've already stated, I would never bother to learn anything about anything Italian. So. Where okay. are we? So I guess no, pizza, are no pizza for you from now on? No, I'll eat Italian food. Right, because it's excellent. It is wonderful. Yeah. And you'll partake in Italian culture because it's 100%. lovely. It's lovely. I, the Italian cinema is one of my favorite yeah. things. And you'll, and you'll go to Italy, of The course. people are wonderful. Yeah. I love the people. But, it, but Italians? <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Right. <laughs> and, and the country, of course, is. It's shaped like a boot. I don't. I would never say this, but I've heard many people. <laughs> Some say. people are saying, <laughs> "Yeah, that's a classic." Yeah. I watched. You know, Barbara Walters died uh, yeah. over the weekend, and so I Twitter was aflame with all these Barbara Walters clips. And a lot of them were really amazing. And some of them were also like really disappointing where it's like, why would you say that? That's so awful that you just said that to that person like on camera, Barbara. But mostly she does really incredible stuff. But she does the whole like people would say or people are saying Ah. things too. And, but it's interesting. Like she basically made her career on being the person who like says all the things that everyone's thinking, but is like a little afraid to say to people. And mm. she just always asked all those questions really directly. Like a tough interviewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she got some really strong, awesome things out of it. You know, I mean, she said to the Kardashians at one point, <laughs> this was one of the Twitter clips. Um, so there's all of you and you're all very famous and you've done very well. And none of you have any talent. <laughs> How is it that that's possible? And she does it in a way where they're not even offended, really. Huh. They kind of agree with her. They're like, yeah, yeah well, we can't sing. We can't act. We can't. But, you know, people are. And they just keep going. But, like, she said that to them. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. There were some bad moments, too. Some sure. re- there's a really, there's a horrible moment where on The View, Corey Haim. Is that his name? No. Corey. One of the Corys. Not Corey Haim. The other. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in Stand By Me, if you guys don't know, and many, many other things. Maybe the Goonies. Uh, he's there, and he's talking about pedophilia in Hollywood. Now, he was um, pedophiled. I don't he know. Was, uh, he was abused, assaulted, sexually, abused, sexually assaulted yeah. as a child actor uh, multiple times. And 
she is critical of him because she's saying he's bringing down an entire industry. That's Ugh. her response to it. It's really awful. That's not good. It's really rough, yeah. Uh, and actually, he says at the end, the only person who didn't sexually assault me was essentially Michael Jackson, huh. which is super weird and goes against everything I think about Michael Jackson, but I don't think he's lying. I don't know why he'd lie about that. So that was interesting, too. But... Um, but yeah, but she's, she really is like, has no sympathy towards this guy who's saying, like, I was horribly, you know. That's not great. Assaulted multiple times by multiple people because I was in this industry. And it's not great. It's a rough, it's a bad look. I'll say that. Well, you know, those, those who walk the line of, of yep. what's okay and what's not yep. often step over once or twice. No question. Yeah. I mean, also, if you're going to be, you know, living the life where they have the camera on you all the time, like you're gonna say some stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's hard to avoid. Or, and I shouldn't say it like it's an accident. Like this is clearly what she thought. But like yeah. every little thing about you that might be objectionable will ultimately find its way right. out. Right. And that that doesn't sound great. No, that really sounds super rough. It's sort of amazing to me that she slid on that, but she slid on that her whole career and never really got hmm. like right now. People were bringing it up, and it was on those that clip was on Twitter many times. But I don't think she ever really caught flack for it. Maybe she did. I wasn't really paying attention to her career, obviously. But I have two games I want to play. One of them I've mm. been thinking about, and one of them I just came up with. This is great. All right. So this one, the first, this is, let's play one I just came up with. It's okay. called, let's, let's play Barbara Walters. Okay. Which is, think of a controversial celebrity and tell me what question you want to ask them if you were going to Barbara Walters them and like try to really get incisive and, and ruin their day. Okay. I think that's good. I think the way you play the game, though, is not what you just said. Okay. It's one of us says the controversial celebrity, and the other one then ah, comes up yeah. with the question, right? Because yeah. otherwise you think, well, what would I want to ask? You All know, right. It's more interesting. I'll give you a softball yeah. to start. Good. Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, my first question would be uh, a lot of folks are saying. A lot of people are saying. <laughs> no, yeah. but like on Twitter and things like that, there's, there's, all, there's at least a, a strong undercurrent of people saying that you are not an expert in any of, the th- any of the things your company is an expert in. And in fact, you get in the way of the companies rather than help the companies. Um, here's, here's examples of people saying that on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, what's your response to that? Mm-hmm. That'd be the first thing I, I, I'd want to know. I'd, like to, I'd love to see how he reacted to that. Yeah, that's pretty good. What would you ask him? What would I ask Elon? Yeah. Um, how many kids do you actually have? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not the direction I was thinking we were going to go in. All right, let's do another one. All right, you got... All right I got to come up with somebody? Yeah. Okay. Um, you could ask anyone anything. Oh, um, fuck. What's the guy's name? I can't remember. Oh, how about The Rock? The Rock? Yeah. Hmm. This He's is not a controversial I celebrity. I know, and I was trying to think of the guy who got in trouble for, like, Having cannibalistic tendencies, the actor, but I can't remember who it is. Oh, Army Hammer. That's who it was. That's right. who I was going to good. That's a good example. I think the, the subject, and this was not made clear, in this game should always be somebody who yeah. would be a good get for 2020 to be able to ask hard yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. Like, The Rock is going to be like, what's your next movie about? You know, like, I mean, but sure, sure. Yeah. No, I, that's fair. Go um, ahead. All right, so... so Army, Army Hammer. Army yeah, that, Hammer. That's, that's the one I was trying to do, so... Have you tasted human flesh, Oof. and is it better than other <laughs> flesh that you've eaten? Yeah. Do you prefer the taste, or, is it, good. or is it just about the act of doing it? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think my question to him would be, what's the most outrageous thing that's been said about you that's true? Ah. Well, that could be good for anybody. It is, but he, really crazy things have been said about yeah, him. Yeah. So I don't think even, that's actually a good Barbara Walters, to be honest. You're right, because it's too open-ended. Too, it, lets, it gives them too much free yeah. range of motion. Yeah, that's fair. You have to ask them a direct question. But if you had, if he was shot full of sodium 
pentothal, that would be a good question. Sure, but that's not the situation. Or we're potassium in. cyanide. That's a different game. That's called potassium cyanide. This game's <laughs> called Barbara Walters. <laughs> I just made up potassium cyanide, yeah. by the way, and thought it sounded like it, maybe it was a thing. <laughs> it sounds like a good game. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do one or two more of these, and then all we'll right, play your one, other game. One more each, and okay. we'll, then we'll play the other game. Okay. Controversial celebrity, Kanye West. Oh, that's... Oh, boy. Um, what do you really think about the Jewish people? Sure. I mean, yeah, that's not, it's a free one. Yeah, that's a free one. But, you know, still, I like, I like to hear him say it directly, whatever it is. Yep. Uh, what would you ask Kanye? Do you think different races of people are of different quality? Mm. I would ask him that. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, one more. Who's controversial these days? I don't even know who's controversial anymore. Um, okay, Donald Trump. Yeah, that was the easy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Donald Trump. One. Have you ever had sexual thoughts about your daughter? The answer is yes. Move, we'll ask another one. <laughs> okay. That's not even an interesting question. Um, all right. He's been asked all of these questions and, like, dodged them all, though. Mm. It makes it harder to think. Because mm. he's, of all of these people, been that's asked true. these questions the most. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. The sexual thoughts about your daughter, probably only Howard Stern has asked him that. Because Howard Stern said, would you date your daughter yeah. you know, if she wasn't your daughter? And he said, yes. So I assume that means he's had sexual thoughts about her. Okay. People who attended Trump University said that they got no value out of it right. and that they were essentially built those class action lawsuits against you. Mm. Did you intentionally defraud the attendees of Trump University? I would ask that. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I guess I would ask... You know, this is one that's been asked a million times, but like, um, to what degree do you believe that you were actually defrauded out of the 2020 election? Ah. That feels like, you know, if we could get an honest answer, well, that, that would be, be... That's the sodium cyanide That would be one. incredible. That, like, yeah, but I would love to never, hear him talk about that. You're never getting an honest answer from him on, on that stuff. I understand. But, you know, we're Barbara walters it. Okay. Let's play the other game. Okay, good. This one's a little bit less serious and more fun. Is it less called Bar- Is it not called Barbara Walters also? Well, Barbara Walters could play into it, but not okay. right now. It's going to have to be a little while before Barbara Walters plays into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's called Are They Dead? Oh, okay. You can figure out the game. I like it. It's, I like you, it so a lot. you come up with like a, yeah. is this celebrity dead? Like in some, I can't, I don't really remember. Yeah. You know, like an example I would give, I think you're going to know the answer to this one. Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, he's dead. Okay. Um, Morgan Freeman. No. I think he isn't. I think he's not. I'm pretty sure he's not. Yeah. But there's a chance he is. Bob Newhart. Oh, that's a really good one. I think he's alive, but I don't know. Yeah, that's like the that's the answer you want to get, yep. right? Uh, Tim Conway. Do you know who Tim Conway is? No. Oh, then it's not a good one. All right. He's a comedian from The Carol Burnett Show. I see. Um, he's the right age for all this, and I don't know if he's alive or dead, so it right. seems ideal. But okay. Um Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. How about Iggy Pop? Alive. Yeah, I don't know. But you have, you have a good look in your face that I'm going for. The like, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what we want. Alan Alda. Ooh, good. You're pausing. That's nice. I think he's alive. Is he still alive? I think so. I think so. I mean, when I'm asking these questions, I haven't looked them up. No, and maybe I, the game would be best played if the. But you might know. But you knows, might actually yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, the way you do it is, yeah, you look up a bunch of people who you're not sure, and they're like, "Oh, half of them are dead, half of yeah. them alive," and now we play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jessica Tandy. Alive. I think she's dead. Okay. But I'm not sure. Of course. Okay. All right. I don't Which, know. I mean, I'm... really, we're just doing a lot of old people. Yeah. Well, that's you have to go with old people. No. When I, people die young. It's like you remember. Uh, yeah, it's tougher that way. It's yeah. true. Rats. 
darn, we can't we can't say young people who are we know are dead. That's but these bad. are good games. Barbara Walters and Are They Alive? Yeah. It's good stuff. We could if we prep for these a little bit, they could be quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Quite good indeed. Indeed. Maybe one day we'll play them again. Maybe we will. But the game that's being played today on this show is No Limit Texas Hold'em oh, Poker. Baby. <laughs> that's the that's kind of like a poker. Yeah, it's uh unlimited bets. Yeah, it's, you it's, limit, it's limit, but there's no cap on the bets, right? You can, do, you can just... <laughs> as many bets as you, you want. Can click it back as many times <laughs> as you want. <laughs> no cap. So I have played in Limit Hold'em games because as most of our listeners know, I was a Limit Hold'em pro for many, many years. I played live a bunch. Like, probably more live than online look, looking back. Although, who knows? If you do it by hand, it's probably more, more online. Whatever. I played hours, though, probably more live. Um, like, once in a while... This almost would never happen for obvious reasons, but once in a while you get in a thing where two players start raising each other on the river or something, and the, one player's like, can we just go all in? Mm. And the other player says, sure, and then it's up to the casino if they're allowed to do it or not, right? Huh. And some places you can, some places you can't, right? Some places are like, sure, because it's effectively you're just deciding to raise, 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 yeah. do it all at once. But then other, other casinos are like, no, 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 it's limit. You have to do it this way. Well, isn't there usually a cap on bets on the um, river? Often not if it's heads up. I see. If it's, if this, if it's a heads up, often it's unlimited. If it's a cap on bets, so be it. But um, so I've definitely been in situations. I must have told this story. I must have told this story. The Jack Ten hand. Um, yeah, Queen Jack. But yeah, yeah. Where like, but it's the same idea of like, like sixteen bet preflop or something. Oh no, 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 this is different than that. This is live. This is only like a, uh, just before the pandemic started. Oh, this story. Yeah, this is a better story than that one. Yeah. So this is. I'll tell it really quick for those of you who know it. Sorry, but um, whatever. I've Queen Jack. We see a flop like three ways. I flop a gutter. I think it checks through or somebody bets and everyone calls, whatever. I have a very easy call with my like overs and a gut shot. The turn brings in my gutter. It's a 10. It's a 7, 8, 9, 10 board. I have queen jack. There's no flush. Yeah. Um, I get five bet on the turn by this kid on my right. Um, we're playing, by the way, I think we're playing 2040. So like $200 each goes in on the turn. Yeah. Um, I decide to just call the five bet because now I'm like, well, I guess I'll wait to make sure a flush doesn't come in. The board doesn't pair before sure. I put in a lot more money because clearly we're never getting a fold out of this kid and like whatever. Yeah. Like at this point, I mean, I think we have the same hand anyway, but just in case, I don't know. I'm just going to call. So I just call. The river is a brick. It's like a deuce of diamonds. I still have the nuts. Um, I check. No, he's first act. He bets. And I almost don't race because I'm like, what is the point? Well, we always have it. He always has it. There's no point. And I'm like, it's absurd not to raise. It's a free roll. You don't have to keep raising, but you have to raise at least once. Like, yeah. come on. What if he had a set at top set or something like that and lost his mind? I don't know. What if he has a straight and, the, and a flush draw on the turn and he has to call because he's got like four to, you know, the, just the jack or something. Right. I don't know. So I raise. Um, and uh, he then says immediately, can we just go all in? Hmm? And he looks to the, the dealer who also owns the card club there, and he's like, I don't care. And, uh, and I'm like, sure, yeah, okay. Now, it's a terrible question to ask, right, if you don't yeah. have the nuts, because I would only say yes if I had the nuts. There's right. no other hand I would ever say yes unless I had the nuts. Yeah. So you should never say that unless you yourself have the nuts. And it's even better if you have the unchoppable nuts. But even that sort of gives away the strength of your hand a little right. bit, right? Like. I've seen this happen before where someone had the nut flush and someone else had the straight flush and they went 18 bets on the river before they were finally both all in. And they got the straight flush 
the guy with the nut flush was like, oh my God, I didn't even see it. You know, and like, that's the way you might be able to get them if you've yeah. got the straight flush and they have the nut flush. I feel like around bet nine, you should be looking for a straight flush. I think there's the nut flush. I think around bet four or five, yeah. you should be like, why doesn't he worry about me having exactly what I have? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? And you look again. In fact, when I played, you know, I played a lot of like 30, 60, whatever, 40, 80. Um, good players, when they get raised on the river, even when they have the nuts, they stop and they look at the board almost always. They like make sure that they're not losing their minds yeah. a little bit. It's like, how can this guy be raising me when I've got the hand I have? And they're like, watching a guy look and look and look and look and look and then raise is like, that is the super nuts. That's right. not even just the nuts. That's the super, like, you just can't, I mean, that's, he just always has it a million times the, when the good player does that, right? Um, although I have seen it played out, by the way, I'm sort of telling stories within stories now. Where one time, <laughs> this is, these guys, um, these two players, put in like they were heads up on the turn. And they put them like eight bets on the turn, and there was um, like three to a flush, and I think four to a straight on the board. And on the river, they put in like another like seven bets each. And this woman puts in the seventh bet. I think we were even killed to like 50, 100 at this point. It was like a really big pot. The other guy looks at her and says, do you have a flush? <laughs> and the entire table burst out laughing because wow. it was so absurd that he had. And he had a straight. And he finally like, I, I don't even think he called. After we laughed at him, I think he finally folded because like, but he gave away so much money. Anyway, so yeah, so we, I ended up going all in with this kid. Jumping back to my first yeah. part of the story, I got the nuts. He did not. I'm like, we have this. I'm like, I call. Sure, yeah, we can go all in. I, we have the same hand. And I turn over my hand, and he's like, oh. And he had just four to, he had, he had a, a jack high straight and nothing else. And he just was losing his mind. It's a I nice don't. gift for you. It was incredible. It was a beautiful. And so I got like, instead of getting, you know, $80 on the river, I got like $500 on the river. Because surely on the river, he's supposed to bet call at worst. Yeah. At best. Whatever. Whatever word you want to use there. Or a qualifier. Anyway. I don't know how we got here anymore, but fun, fun, fun. Good times. We're talking about limit hold'em. Oh, that's right. Unlimited like, bets. That's yeah. what did this whole thing is. Yeah. I was just talking about poker and unlimited bets, and we made it into a joke, and then I told my stories. Then now your stories are over. Thank God. Thank God. We don't have to listen no to that No more limit anymore. hold'em fucking stories, please, uh, on this podcast. They're so good. No, they're not. They are. They're wonderful stories. Those are, those are decent limit hold'em stories, yeah. but limit hold'em stories just... <laughs> not not a category of story that I want to hear a in lot general. Of. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, do do people do hand histories and limit? Like, of course, I get tired of no limit tournament hand histories on breaks that people are telling me, often because they're bad reporters. But still, that's an exciting game, right? A limit hand history. Ugh. It's not any different. In the end, it's just here's an interesting decision I had. Let me tell you the history that led up to it, and then what would you do? It's the same thing. Yeah, it's all just problem solving. Whatever. It's Solving the problem of how do I turn this switch on or off versus the problem of relativity. I mean, often it's do I call or do I fold in no limit, right? I mean, that's switch on or off too. It's a but lot of binary decisions. Well, but those there's a lot more factors. We don't have to get into it, but obviously there's more factors. But in the end, it's either an interesting decision or it isn't, right? And it usually isn't in limit. <laughs> anyway. But when we tell a hand history, it probably is. Really? You, you think most people who tell hand histories... Know what's an interesting. I think hand the history. good players, the the pros who tell hand histories, often tell really interesting spots, and it's like, huh, yeah. Speaking of people that you don't like, Chris Jones. I like Chris Jones. What? I don't feel you've that been way. lying to me. No, I every day when you text me and tell me you don't like Chris no, Jones. No, that is not. I've not been lying to you. Those have been honest and real. But texts. you've changed. Yeah, it's a new year. Yeah, it's as we're recording. It's the January second. I made a New Year's resolution to love my neighbor, and Chris Jones is my neighbor to the. East, yeah, 
because I'm in the West Coast. Uh-huh. I had to think about that, but we got there. Yeah. Um, he's in Minnesota, and um, I love my neighbors now. So, Chris Jones, you're on, you're on the good side of things. Just don't fuck it up this time, okay? Yeah, with all of your stuff that you do. Yeah. Just, like, be grateful. <laughs> okay. With all the, all the engagement on our Discord and suggesting all the hands, you know, like, yeah, do, do that, but more. Yeah, and just... Don't flap your, your gum so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's always talking shit. <laughs> Chris but no, we're, fa- we're pals. We're pals. We're friends. We're sure. friends. You say it more. Makes it more <laughs> truthful sounding. Yeah, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, just keep saying it. <laughs> anyway, Chris did a great job suggesting this hand on Discord. Yep. You can suggest on our Discord. There is a link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord. You could also suggest on Twitter. If you like, we are the poker guys, of course, in both places, but... You can only get to the Discord by using the link because it's like a cool society thing. Right, it's like society. A, it's like thing. a speakeasy, you know, the code for the speakeasy. Right. You got to shave and a haircut, two bits, you know. Two bits? Yeah. What's two bits? That's what it costs to get a shave and a haircut. What's a bit? Um, I think two bits is like 25 cents or something. So, so 12 and a half cents is a bit? Um, it was something like that. How, how do you... <laughs> who has 12 and a half cents? <laughs> These are great questions, and it's possible two bits is... Fifty cents. And that makes more sense. Each bit is twenty five cents. But for some reason in my head, it was it was uh, twenty five cents was two bits. I don't know. Then why. why would it be two? There's no way that it would be. It could be because of some cultural or colloquial thing that isn't it could about be. math. You it know, could be. Fine. I don't. I'm not sure what two bits was, but it was a lot less money than it. You know, than you could pay for a shaving haircut right now in most places. Good qualifier. Got to be. Got to cover your ass there. You never know. All right. So we're at the final table. We have combined for the nine-headed final table at EPT Prague, the second EPT Prague of the year, I guess. Which so is fucking very weird. Confusing. They did one in in March or something, and also Why? one in December. Why? I don't. Maybe I've, they were making up for some COVID. I feel thing. like you are unduly upset about this. No, maybe they were making up for a COVID thing that was where it was delayed from like December, and then they did it in March. Maybe that makes sense. That's probably what it was. It is easier to think of each EPT stop having one. One annual event. Absolutely. But, you know, if they did it twice, I'm sure the people of Prague who like to play in the EPT would be happy. Whatever. Don't, don't make this about the people of Prague. It's not about them. Most things are about the people of Prague, though. But that doesn't mean you make you everything been, about have them. Have you been to Wenceslas Square? Have you? Yes. Lies. <laughs> I have, indeed. Prague is one. If of... we were playing Barbara Walters right now and my person was Grant Dennison, you know what my question to you would be? What? Have you been to Wenceslas Square? Yes. But then I would be upset that you lied to me again. But I didn't. Just like Barbara Walters. I would say you're damaging an entire industry. Right, right. The whole industry of Wenceslas Square. <laughs> um, exactly. Anyway, we're going to start with Luigi Dalterio. Okay. The Italian guy. He's oh. got 6.3 million. <laughs> it's uh, 40K, 80K. Yep. Current payout is around 100K, right? And first place is over a million. And this um, is that's correct. Euros or dollars? Um, doesn't matter that much, but just curious. Uh, dollars and euros, I think. Um, the thing is this. When the final two got there, they made a deal. So mm-hmm. they both ended up with about 900,000. So there's 1.8 million total for the final two places. So first place was clearly over a million. It's probably like 1.1 uh, million for first and 700,000 for second. But we don't know exactly. Yeah, we don't know. Because these damn deal makers. Yes. But they have locked up, as you said, the actual number is, if we're doing it in dollars, $102,000. If it's euros, it's 97000 and change. So it's a huge high leverage moment in the tournament, right? Because you yeah. can, with nine players left, you can 10x your current payout, having already defeated probably 1,000 players or more. Um, the uh, Let's see. There were 918 total players. So there's 
900. There's nine left, so we've defeated 909 players. Okay. And all of the money is now. That's how it goes, 90% of the money is now. Uh, So weird. Yeah. But that's the deal. It is. All right. So Daltario has 6.3 million at 40K, 80K. Pretty hefty stack. So almost 80 blinds. Yeah. Opens to 160K with two fives from the hijack. Middle position, some some sort of middle position. I don't remember exactly, but it was that's generally where he was. <laughs> At least we have rigor, you yeah. know. We have rigorous. It doesn't recording. matter. He would open fives from a lot of positions, yes. probably under the gun with this stack, unless there's a bunch of really short stacks. Agreed. Oh, and bu- even if there's a bunch, I mean, it's, depending on the size of the short stacks, even right, but it's a bunch of twenty-five stacks. Yeah. stacks he may fold. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, please continue. Anyway, he was in a spot where he would clearly open fives pretty much no matter what. Great. Um, June Obara is what you said. Uh, I think I said, yeah, Jun, I think is what I said, but J-U-N. Okay. Obara is in the big blind. He's got 3.2 million, 40 blinds. Yep. He's got ace five off, ace of spades, five of clubs. Yep. Is there a world where the reverse implied odds in this stack depth at this high leverage moment makes you consider folding this to a min raise from the big blind? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, I guess if there were major ICM considerations, meaning there were a bunch of like very short stacks, like less than 10... Stacks with less than 10 big blinds, multiple ones probably. Yep. Um, and the money was getting interesting right now. Maybe it's worth considering folding this hand, but probably. I don't know. I don't think you can. You're getting like an immediate four to one. How can you fold an ace getting four to one closing the action? That sounds crazy. Well, if there are, let's say, four stacks of 10 blinds or yeah. less, and you are thinking in your head, like, this guy's got a bigger stack than me. If the flop is ace, 10, nine, Am I really going to check call? And if am I really going to check call the turn too? Am I really going to like? I mean, look, you, you could talk yourself into like just avoiding the spot. I think we would have to. Well, one, we would need those stacks to be like that. Two, we would need to have reason to believe that um, Dalterio. That's what I'm calling him. Great, Dal- Luigi um, is the kind of guy who's just going to keep firing. Kind of like he's going to fire a lot of turns if. So that way, like, if that's the case, then I might be like, I don't want to get involved because I'm trying to, like, play for the bigger money and there's a bunch of guys who are about to get busted probably and, like, let's let it all settle out. But otherwise, like, I mean, this is how you win tournaments too, right? Like, if he's going to fire a bunch when he doesn't have anything, like, that's pretty good. Pretty good yeah. if we make top pair. It, we get to like, hold on and win a lot, you It know? is, but it's a really... It could be a real big ICM punt with a weak top pair if you call off. Of course. Of course. Well, I'm saying we don't, if, if we feel he's super bluffy, this may be not the time to do it, uh, actually. Like, we, like if he's going to be constantly doing second and triple barrels, um, it may not be worth getting involved in this super high variant spot where the money is so, the ICM stuff is so crazy. Yeah. With all these short stacks potentially there, too, if that's and, true. I mean, you could I mean, also tell yourself you have to flop better than one pair to right. even call the C-bet. Uh, well, not to... You have, okay, you, have to you, can, call you, can, you can call a one-blind C-bet. Right. But. Well, well, two-blind C-bet, yeah. but whatever. No, that, that would be the other thing I was going to say is, yeah, we, we could try and flop really well once yep. in a while, too. Um, Ace-five off is enough. You know, we can, we can flop well. Yeah. It, seemed, it seems pretty reasonable to me that we're, we have to call this kind of always. I agree. I, I'm trying to find a world where we wouldn't yeah. have to, and I think that mostly you have to call this, obviously, yeah. and that's fine. Um, a lot of the time, a player with a big stack in a situation like this is going to be pretty bluffy. For and, sure. And it's going to be to their advantage to be bluffy, to 
put massive icing and pressure on 40 blind stacks is like the perfect type of stack to put massive icing and pressure on. That said, a lot of players on like an ace, 10, nine board, if they see bet and you call often are going to shut down the turn where they're like, are you just holding on here with like yeah. top pair? Like, do you, like some, some players aren't like some players are going to be like, let's put you to the test every time, yep. you know, and that's going to work. That's probably going to work better. But the players themselves don't want to burn through their really big stack when they don't have to. Right. Like they want to maintain their huge chip lead and keep bullying everyone. And so it's like, oh, I took a shot. You have top pair. I'm mostly not going to keep firing. Like, you know. Yeah. So it depends on the type of player it is. You know, if it's Chance Corneth, it's a harder thing because he's going to put me to tougher decisions, right? Chance Corneth, where'd you come up with that? I just think he's the kind of guy who does yeah, stuff like okay. that. You know, he like puts a lot of pressure on people. But if it's a player who doesn't put a lot of pressure on you, I think it's really easy. But no matter what, I, I think we have to call no matter what. And like you're saying, we can flop a pair and turn two pair. We can flop better than two pair, or we can flop better than one pair anyway. I agree. We have an ace. No, I, I agree. We have to call. Yeah. 40 blinds is kind of an interesting stack size at these final tables where, you know, the big stacks are bigger than 40 blinds. There's a lot of final tables in poker where 40 blinds is a massive stack at a yeah. final table. But, you know, when, when there's 100 blind stacks out there and there's some smaller stacks, 40 blinds is that, like, got a tiptoe around type stack. Um, yeah, you got to be aware of what's going on. But it's also the kind of stack where you can make some higher variance moves, not in terms of like all ins or something like that, but you can make some plays because the difference between 40 blinds and like 28 blinds doesn't matter that much. It does. It does matter. I mean, the, it, it really cuts into you orbit wise. That's true. Of course, it cuts into you orbit wise for sure. But it, but it doesn't cut down on like some of the kinds of moves you can make. Um, pre-flop like because you're sort of outside of squeeze spots anyway at this point pretty much yeah i don't know i think mostly trying to avoid big conflicts with marginal hands when you yeah. have a stack like this is probably the best i think that's fine but we don't want to be so careful and so tight that we throw away huge amounts of I equity agree. for no reason anyway that's we don't all. need to talk about this anymore great because obara calls because what else is he going to do he has to call <laughs> he's got he's spades five of clubs yeah so we've got the uh two fives against ace five Heading to the flop, where nitro betting is your parents. Your what? Your parents. Your Paris? Parents. Parents. Yeah. Like your mom and your dad? Yeah, or whatever your parents are. Right, or your mom and your mom and your dad or your dad, whatever. Yeah, whatever your parents are, that's nitro betting now. Because uh, Okay, why? Because when you use a link in the description, it's going to just make you feel all cozy and put you down in your crib and go to sleep. Whoa. Grant has, a, Grant has a two-year-old, in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to feel like, like you're being in, your, in the womb again. That's how cozy it is at Nitro wow. Betting with all of the cool promotions they offer to people who use the link in the description of this mm. podcast when they sign up. You know what I'm saying? It's the womb <laughs> stuff. <laughs> womb experience? Yeah, it's the, it's the full womb experience. 2023, the full womb experience on Nitro Betting. If people could really remember what it was like in the womb, and I'm willing to bet... A lot of people can't remember that. But if I they mean, could... Yeah. The dumb, they people, could, dumb people can't yeah. remember. If they could really, really recollect what it was like in that, that beautiful cocoon of warmth and liquid. Yeah. Uh, warm liquid, I should say, even. Um, nurturing, nutritional, yeasty. I mean, it was incredible. <laughs> so, uh, like, they would be much more excited about this. And I'm, I'm concerned that some people don't really have that level of recall. Yeah, the problem is that they've already printed the t-shirts and yeah. made, had all the graphics made by a very expensive graphic designer. <sighs> so it's the year of the womb on Nitro Petting. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not it works out, <laughs> it's, it's sunk cost at this point. Yeah. Well, if it's a sunk cost, that means they could stop doing it, really. That's true. It's, but it's a sunk cost, but also there's nothing they They're can do com about it. <laughs> They're committed to it at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, it's a sunk cost, but there's no money left. <laughs> so right, so okay. for promotions. Yeah. So, it so has it's to be, this or nothing. It's the so year of the womb. We're doing the year of the womb. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the promotions include our monthly tournament, uh, cool promos on sports betting where you mm. get to get into contests for free and can win actual money. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's good. And there's casino games. I mean, it's all the things everybody wants in life. Get on Nitro Betting. Use the link. We will see you there in the, the cozy womb. The womb of it all. <laughs> a womb with a view. You didn't have to do wordplay. There's already enough going on. We don't need wordplay. Okay? I mean, we, we've talked about this before. <laughs> like, it's not always... The funeral is not the time for wordplay, Jonathan. The funeral? Yeah. I mean, but, if it's clever. <laughs> right, of course. If it's clever enough, people will like it anyway what and appreciate it. casket? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Oh, and you're like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it lowers the body in the casket. You know, you'll do it oh, like you're that. You're doing like a Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. For, Bill yeah, I didn't do the voice very well. Then. No, it lowers the body. I can't remember. It lowers the body in the <laughs> casket. <laughs> kind of a thing, you know. I, I feel like that was a Sesame Street character. Jamie, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was more Cookie Monster than Jamie Gum, who was, yeah. the, who was Buffalo Bill, by the way. You know too much about stuff. I read the book and then saw the movie multiple okay. times. I read the book first. Okay, because you're a cool guy. You're a cool guy now. It says something about me. If you haven't read the book, man, you're right. not a cool man. Right. Anyway, let's go back to this hand of poker. Great. All right, so the, the pot's 440K after the preflop raise and call. Dalterio, sure. the opener with the bigger stack, has two fives. Mm-hmm. Obara has ace five. The flop is 983 with two hearts. Yep. How do you approach this as Dalterio once Obara inevitably checks? What is your overall strategy here? In this exact spot. <laughs> okay, well, the thing we don't know, maybe you know, but I'm, well, we've been talking before about um, situationally if there's short stacks or not. Mm-hmm. It'd be really important to know if there's like some very short stacks. Yeah, right we now. don't know. So if, if, we, if there are, I think we should, be, we should be betting stuff like this because we're going to get a lot of marginal folds that we otherwise wouldn't get, right? So just denying equity from some hands that wouldn't fold otherwise? We are ahead. Of, um, a lot, of a lot of the range. We are. But A, denying equity, but also maybe even sometimes folding out slightly better hands or, or going, getting on the um, path to folding those out I mean, on the turn. I'm having trouble seeing a, a better hand folding. On the flop, but how yeah. about on the turn? Maybe on the turn. Yeah. So uh, like if we have got a 10-blind stack, I think we should be like, yeah, I'm just going to go bet, bet, and maybe bet it even on the river. We'll see. You know, like, depending on what cards come out, of course. But like, I'm going to fold out an 8 by the turn, kind of always, maybe even a 9 by the turn. Like, if there's a super short stack. If not, this is a check back board a lot of the time. Um, not always. We have two fives. I think, we, I think we mostly want to deny equity in this spot. Actually, having said it's a check back board, um, this is I a, sort of... I'm, really, I would really like to know what everyone else's stack size is to okay. be able to make decisions here. Let's forget about that for a second. Okay. What hands do you think you're folding out if there are small, small stacks that you wouldn't be folding out if there aren't? Okay, great nine, question. Nine, eight, three with two hearts. Um, some gutters. Like what? You look at me like I'm <laughs> such an idiot when I say this. I sorry, tell I'm you, sorry. It's really I, that, noticeable. I did, and we might be doing video podcasts later this year, <laughs> and you'll all get to see that. But yeah, I, I. That's fine. You didn't deserve the level of thank you of that look, but I still stand by the look. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you owning it. Yeah, that's all I ask. Um, okay, so um, I would let's see. So like Queen Ten is not folding for one bet. Jack Ten is not folding for that's not a gutter anyway. Um, so, uh, Queen six. Jack is not voting. Maybe 10 6. Yeah, 10 6. Um, we have a 5 in our hand, which, which is problematic for folding out stuff like 5 7, because there's less of them. Yeah. But I would think we could successfully fold out stuff like that if, um, if there's short stacks and the person just doesn't want to put in any real chips. We might be able to fold out a hand like 5 7 anyway. 
um, with a bet. Maybe 5-7, but of course, as you said, we block it. 10-6, I don't know if 10-6 can fold unless we really do non-traditional flop sizing. Um, well, if we bet, yeah, you're probably right. We're, the, the, we're, we're just a little too deep for 10-6 to find a fold so quickly, right? 40 yeah. blinds is just... You, there's, there's, real, there's real nice implied odds there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. And two of the four combos that this guy's going to show up with 10-6 either have a, a flush draw or a backdoor flush draw. Yeah, that's true. Well, two of the combos, but it may be more than four combos. He defended from the big blind. Yeah, 10-6 off might just be a fold in this scenario. Yeah. Again, it depends on the other stack sizes. But, but it's uh, more of a fold than ace-5. By a mile and a half. Yeah. But ace-5 is in the gutter, so we don't, we're just talking about how many... All right, if this, were, if this were a cash game, yeah, would you bet this board with two fives heads up in this spot? Yes. You would? Just, I would just as an eye equity. Just to get the king, queen of spades out of there? Yeah, all that stuff. And charge. I can charge stuff, too. And again, it depends on how aggressive my opponent is. If I'm up against a really good player who's going to be check-raising gut shots and stuff like that a lot, I may be more inclined to check and bluff catch because mm-hmm. um, my hand can't take that much pressure. Yeah, but um, if I'm up against someone who plays more straightforward, which the majority of opponents play pretty straightforward, I think I would just bet here and fold to a raise and bet a lot of turns too. Honestly, like just keep charging him as well as sometimes folding out slightly better hands. Yeah, that'd be my plan with two fives. Right, but of course, this is very different being in a tournament and forty blinds a factor. Yes, for ICM is a factor. I do think betting is is what you should lean on just because the value of this pot is is bigger in a tournament than it would ever be in a cash game for yep. one raise pre flop. Good you know? point. Um, so that's enormously important. Also, we really want to deny equity to all of these hands that have really easy folds. Yep. And uh, that's true in cash games too, but it's like, it doesn't really matter. The pot's not big enough to care in a cash game, but here we care. Yep. Right? We, we care to fold out the A6 off. Right? I mean, King A5 7 off. suited, whatever. Like, those things are just going to fold mostly. Yeah. Right? Um, let's do that. I agree completely. Yeah. That's not what Dalterio does. Okay. Checks back. Okay. Which. It feels like a board-based check, sort of. Um, you it know, does. It I could does. see checking this board in a lot of scenarios. But when it's such a high-leverage spot, I want to bet. If we feel like Obara is the kind of player who's going to take the bait a lot, we can check back a little more. But with two fives, it's going to be so hard anyway to keep going. To like, We can't really call two barrels very often on turns and rivers, right? With I'd much fives. rather check back two aces than two fives. Here. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. We can comfortably call two barrels yeah. there. Any overpair... Even even a nine, I think we should be betting a nine most of the time. But even a nine, we could check back and, and bluff catch much more comfortably than two fives, where like yeah. the whole world is scary for us. Right. Anyway, turns the nine of clubs. Okay. So I wish we had a nine, but we don't. No, nobody does. Yeah. Okay. As Obara, hey, by the way, we should have done Hendon on these guys. Oh yeah, let's, I have the, I have their Hendons. Yeah, let's let's talk about that real quick before we continue the action. Okay. So let's start with our, um, our opener, Luigi Dalterio. So his total Hendon, I'm going to actually try and remove what he did on this one right now. Great. I just did it. Not a problem. It's about $400,000. Okay, that could mean a lot of things. Well, it means it's $400,000. Yeah. That's exactly what it means. Um, <laughs> um, Jun Obara, once again, I'm going to remove his cash. It is now being removed. Okay, you're looking at something like eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so they they both at least play a decent amount of tournaments. At the sure, place. yeah, sure. All right. Okay, so the turn is the nine of clubs. The board is now nine of hearts, eight of diamonds, three of hearts, nine of clubs. Okay. Should we bet as Obara to deny equity? 
I mean, you make it sound like we're definitely ahead when we don't know that we are. No, but I'm saying this because I don't think we're folding out a better hand. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, great. Um, I mean, all we're really targeting then is like king highs, king highs, right? Yeah. Because even queen highs mostly bet this, right? Because they're gut shots at least yep. most of the time. Most of the time. Um, I kind of don't want to bet this. I feel like there's just too many calls. Like, I don't think we get enough folds that it's worth betting. I think we're, we're not in great shape enough of the time. And there aren't enough king highs to, fold, to successfully fold out. I think I want to check. What do you want to do? I mostly agree with that. I do think it makes it a lot harder to win the hand. I think Dalterio is likely to bet almost anything that he has, whatever category it fits in now, if we check again. Mm. Like whether it's a super strong hand, a medium strength hand, or, or just a, a bluff. Yeah. But are, So are we going to check call? I guess maybe, Ugh. but that gets a little scary, especially as this precarious 40 blind stack. I, I wonder if we could successfully fold out better hands, actually. I'm just like thinking ace a queen more. or something? Yeah, like, like, like better aces, essentially. Like all of those. Like, maybe. They don't love it when the nine pairs. Like, if we're betting now, they could just be drawing dead. They hate that, right? They don't want to yeah. put in a lot of chips. It, the, the turn is pretty cheap, though. I guess we could size up the turn, though. We don't have to keep it cheap. We could, we could bet a lot like the way people do on the turn. The way people do. Yeah. The way people do, not... The way people do. Yeah. What did you think I said? The way people do. Oh, okay. Great. That is what I said. Yeah, good. Um, we could do that, I guess. So we could bet, like, three and a half blinds or something like that. Four blinds. Um, make it pricey. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. If we're going to bet, I th- okay. So I think we can fold out some better hands. Um, I'm, not, I, I'm coming around a little bit because I think we can fold out better hands. Okay. But we have to size up. We can't do anything like half pot here. That's not going to But work. we block all of the better hands we can fold out. Pretty much, except for the king highs and stuff. Those are not better hands. Right. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Um, we do block them. That's true. But if we're not trying to fold out an ace, then what would be the point of this bet? To fold out a little bit of equity with king highs? Yeah. Basically. I mean, that doesn't sound there's, like there's enough of those that it's worth doing. I'm, I'm divided on this bet. I don't know what I think about it, but Obara does bet. Okay. But it's 280K. So he bets three and a half blinds. I mean, it could be just a board-based thing. He has more nines. He has a range advantage at this point. He definitely has a range advantage. I mean, this board has got to be better than for him, yeah. right? And that, you're right. It could have nothing to do with anything else. Just like, this is me. You check back. Like, right. I've got a clear, strong edge here. So I bet and whatever. I bet, I bet with range here. Yeah. Or, or maybe not full range, but like most of my range. That's completely reasonable, yeah, actually. it is. Yeah, that's a reason to do it. I agree. And as long as we, uh, three and a half into five and a half, I would like to go a little bigger than this, personally. Okay. Oh, you're doing the blinds thing, like the Discord is wanting to do. Yeah. I, I kind of usually do the blinds huh. thing for years. Anyway, um, it's clearly better, and the Discord's right. Um, <laughs> so, because um, then you can talk about things across. Yeah, I know situations. But anyway, but it's not as cool saying two hundred eighty thousand. I know, but it's not real. They're just tournaments. It's just, all if it's, real. If it's, if it's, if it's what a is cash real? Game. Are you saying that money is real? Do we have to get into that discussion? Oh, okay, Jeez. crypto buddy, just stop with all your crypto Twitter. <laughs> right, right, that's me. Brainwash stuff. Um, anyway. <laughs> That's what Grant always accuses me of being. In, in Only, fact, he did like an hour ago. I, I, well, you, you just said always because it happened recently. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's been a really long time. But you used to do it a lot. Anyway, who cares? We're moving on. You know I'm right. Um, I would want to go a little bigger than this, but this is not bad sizing. This is fine sizing, right? Three and a half facts. I'm, I would incline to go at least uh, four blinds or four and a half blinds, but whatever. Three and a half blinds is fine. I can't have a real problem with it. Yeah. I agree. And Dalterio has the easiest decision so far in the hand. It feels like you can do nothing but call here. Right. right. When the nine pairs are like, I call, I hope he doesn't bet again. Right. Because you can't fold. 
having right. to check back the flop. And you certainly can't raise. What would be the nope. point of that? Raising is super weird. Folding would be really weird to have checked back this hand and fold. All right. Are you ready for the fireworks? I'm always ready for the fireworks. Okay, good. The pot is one million chips. By the way, Johnny Fireworks. It's a pretty good American name. Johnny Fireworks? Yeah, Fireworks. Fireworks originally invented in uh, Duluth, Georgia. All right, the pot is 13.2 blinds. Great. One million chips. Yeah, I love that. The river is the eight of spades. Okay. Counterfeit. Yes, 9988X. You're passing counterfeit bills, Daltario, and we know about it. Wow, is that a reference to something? No, I'm just being like a 1920s cop. Nice. Extra, extra. Cop caught. We're passing counterfeit bills. No, the cop isn't caught. The cop is catching Daltario. The, the cop the cop is totally crooked. Extra, extra. <laughs> Excellent newsmanship. Thank you. Um, all right, so the board now reads nine of hearts, eight of diamonds, three of hearts, nine of clubs, eight of spades. Daltario's bluff catcher has become a piece of poop. Yeah, and the effective stack is, um, I was going to say Obama, obviously, Obara. With, uh, it's just like, one letter different. It's like I know, with like 34 blinds or something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. that seems about right. Okay. With a 13.2 blind pot. See? Great. Now we, now we know what's going on. How, how do you want to approach this as Obara? Okay. You're like, okay, well, I guess I just got bailed out sometimes, and now I'm chopping against some of the range. Right. Uh, sometimes, in the luckiest scenarios, it is like this, and I've actually mm. gone to the lead with this card when he has a pair between the three and the eight. So we have to... Try and okay, we can't really make a determination. We don't know if we're up against a small pair like we are, mm-hmm. or if we're up against a chop. But it feels like those are the two most obvious scenarios. They are, right? but we can expect that sometimes those aren't going to be the case either. Right? Like no, sometimes, sometimes there's Altaria an overpair. Will have a full house. Right. Sometimes so, he'll have an overpair. Yeah, yeah, he probably has a lot more overpairs than full houses. Honestly, I guess you could have an eight. No, eights make a lot of sense. I mean, a nine is a better check back than an overpair on the flop, if you want to get into it. A nine is a better check back because we block nines mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, sh- okay. But, you know, you have an overpair you have less to protect against. That's goes, true. It goes both ways. But uh, coming back to this other thing, the most obvious full house um, that Daltaria can have is, is eights full, right? Like, yeah. That's, that's the clear one. Of course, sure, once in a while he can have nines full. But, like, it's, it's eights full usually if he has a full house. Um, I'm a little worried that we might not be able to get folds from chops. And if we can't get folds from chops, then I don't know why we would bet. I'm just going to tell you something that happens and try to, because this, it, what happens feels so, so outside the realm of what we're even talking about. Yeah. Because Obara bets two blinds into 13.2 blinds. Oh, so he's trying to capture a bunch of different things at once, it feels like, maybe. Maybe. I mean... He's not going to fold out a chop for no. two blinds. He but he, maybe, he's, maybe he's accepted that most bets aren't going to fold out a chop unless he really goes nuts and, and bets more than pot or something. And so he's trying to make his life easier, right? Because he doesn't want to check and face some crazy big over bet. So he bets two blinds to just get the chop done cheaply and easily. Is he also stress. trying to tell a good story saying like, you can call me with your ace highs. I, I might have a full house, but the price is so nice that you can call me with your ace highs. He's trying to tell a good story. It doesn't matter. I mean, the ace highs are going to call for two blinds anyway, yeah. right? They're getting seven and a half to one. Right. They have to call. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm in love with this. I think. Yeah. I don't like it. I think I prefer either a check or a big bet. Okay. Let's come up with the only good. There's one clear good reason to bet two blinds, right? Which we haven't mentioned yet. And that's to induce a bluff. If. I mean, we have ace high. Right. Yeah. Of course. But if we think 
Betting two blinds will induce a bluff. Now, we have to induce a bluff against a hand that is worse than ours, not chopping. Right. Because if we induce a bluff against a hand like ace high, now we've just stressed ourselves out for no reason and nothing good has come of it. Yeah, so which hands are you thinking of? It can only be the counterfeited pairs. Yeah, that's it. It can be... for the small pocket pairs and like ace four suited or something like that because it was because it was eight nine nine eight four right on the on the flop no three a three okay ace three suited like a three but we're chopping with ace three anyway fuck king three suited yeah it's really three four suited three five suited like yeah. pocket, just small pairs that's it so we'd have to be either trying to induce against them but if we're gonna try and induce against them we might as well just check they're gonna yeah. bet if we check right yeah I don't yeah I don't so I don't love that as a strategy because we could have had a three. And now we're checking because we're counterfeited and we feel like we're getting called and then he can just bluff away and right. we can call comfortably. Right. So if we think he's going to bluff, we, could, we should just check and make it an easier call for us anyway. Yep. And give him all the rope in the world to, to go for it. I mean, I think this is a really interesting candidate to check call because Dalterio yeah. might feel desperate to go yeah. for it with his king highs and his pairs that now are uh, you know screwed. I don't know if Dalterio really has king highs, but he right. can have... Um, maybe he has some... Jack 10 and Queen 10, Queen Jack that didn't yeah. get the flop? Maybe. 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 I don't know if it really calls the turn for the price. I don't know, but maybe. I think checking accomplishes all the things this bet does better. Yeah. Like, if we're going to ultimately put in chips and get and chop with ace high, does it really matter who puts in the chips first if we're definitely calling? Right. Like, if, we know, if we're not sure if we're going to call or not, fine. And maybe Dalteria can size it in such a way that he actually wins the whole pot from us sometimes. But rarely is he going to bet, like, 2x pot, right? Like, I mean, whatever. There's 15 blinds in there, isn't there? 13.2. 13, sorry. So if he bets 11 blinds, it sort of sucks. That's what I want to do as Obara. I want to bet, like, 14 blinds instead of bet this amount. To fold out the ace. Yeah, fold out the ace and maybe even some overpairs. I mean, overpairs are going to hate their life. I, yeah. I don't know if they're going to call or not. They're probably going to call because they check back the flop. I don't know. I mean, this is the biggest spot, most likely, of Dalterio's yeah. poker career. That's it's... true. The board is brutal. Yeah. And we are polarized as hell, even though we're not. Right. It's interesting. I, like, if we're going to bet as Obara, I prefer going big. But I think overall, a check is a better play. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, those are the, it makes sense, right? Either we're going to try and induce a bluff, so we check to do that, or we bet big to bluff out chops and maybe even once in a while a better hand right yeah. that's what we're doing um that makes sense i like i like those two paths and anyway, much more i agree with you than the the two blind path uh unless we we have to really know that dalterio is going to have a worse hand and take the bait with it he needs to do both those things right yeah um now he might do that he's going to of course he's going Dalteri- to break down hand dalterio raises to 525 so six and a half blinds Whoa. It's a really small raise because after the bet, the pot's Whoa. 15 blinds. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. That's weird. So what is he doing? So he's, A, looking super strong. Yeah, he's really, I think maybe he's trying to tell a really good story of like, I checked back a nine on the flop and I'm trying to get value from an eight or, I, I, like what, what could Obara have to pay off a nine other than an eight? He can't have an overpair really that often. I mean, I guess he could have ace high. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hey, let me ask a question. Because Obara bets two blinds on the river, would an eight sometimes raise? To get value from what is the yeah, question? Yeah, I don't That's think... That's the problem. I don't think an eight should, especially against the big blinds range. An eight is so annoyed by this two bet. Yeah. This two blind bet. But, but maybe thrilled once they call him, they get shown the better full house, right? Absolutely. And maybe this is one of the values from Obara's point of view of betting two blinds is an eight can't raise him here, but if he checks, an eight's probably going to bet more. Um, 
Yeah. And he's going to call and lose more. So he, so he loses less against an eight specifically, which I, I imagine he does. He loses some of the other benefits, of course, from doing all the other things, but he loses less against an eight. So then the plan is to bet fold for Obara based on this strategy that you've just outlined? Um, well, right, because we... well. It depends what we think about our opponent then, again, because yeah. we might be like, did this induce or did you just always have a nine? And how likely is he to, to take the bait? Yeah. Right. Um, this is cool. This is a cool hand. So what do you think about Dalterio's sizing? I'm shocked that it's so small. I'm really shocked. What is, is, it, he... is it worth telling the good story to get so many fewer folds in reality, probably? No. Not especially when we're at the final table of a tournament. Unless we see that fucking Obara is like, Hard to move off of hands if you go polarizing. He's like, well, you're polarized now, sucka. Yeah. So you have it less, right? I, I can call more, right? Um, but if that's the case, then what are we turning our hand into a bluff for at all? Like, if this guy's sticky, let it go. It's yeah. not a big deal. We haven't lost very much. We've right, got a just big fold, stack. Just Who fold. Cares? You had, this is a negative event for two fives. It's okay to cut and run. Exactly. A very negative event. We yeah. have five high. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we have now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's very odd to me that this is happening at all. The raise? Yeah. Like, this feels like if you're going to raise, it just has to be a lot bigger. I agree. Like, it feels like it should be at least 800,000, maybe more than that. Maybe it should be a million, which, think, is, which yeah. is more like, so it's like, what, 12 blinds, 13 blinds, something yeah. like that. Like, almost pot, basically. Yeah. Near, near pot, it feels like a reasonable raise. And now you're going to put all the pressure on Obara and make his life hard. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you're going to make his life hard, do it. You know, that's, that's mostly what I think. Unless we see that Obara, maybe, maybe Dalterio knows this, that Obara believes these small raises much more than the big raises. And if you, there are some players who, who are like that, you know. We played a tournament recently, the $500 one at uh, Meadows. Yeah. We were at the same table for whatever reason. There was a hand where someone raised preflop, someone else called, I called. I was on the button. I had queen jack. The flop was 8 nine, ten. The, bl- the, not, the big blind led for like 60% a pot for 5,000. The original raiser called. I made it 13-3, and they both folded. Mm-hmm. And I was like really surprised that they both folded for that price. Yeah. You know? um, I was like, well, all right, I guess I, I did have it. So yeah. They were right. It's pretty hard not to have it in your spot there. Yeah, I could think of a few hands, but not too many I could yeah. have there. I know. But I, you know, I got a, I got a straight. So yeah. such a good raising hand. Have a straight. <laughs> anyway, the point is like so. Some like I actually thought the smaller sizing may have made it easier for them to fold. Like one of the first player, the guy with the blind, the guy in the blind, like the way he talked afterward. I was wondering if that me making it, if I made it like eighteen, if he would have act, or if I, I jammed or something like that, he might have. Who actually, knows? Yeah, it's easy to say things too. Like I don't even know what he had. He just made some claims. Anyway, so if Obar is the kind of person who's going to believe the smaller sizing then maybe you don't need to go bigger. But that's the only reason to consider small sizing here. Because, my God, let's make it hard on him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mostly agree. Um, but still, it's uncomfortable now as Obara with ace high. Sure. I mean, is, we're losing the things. Yeah. But this is a weird spot now. Like, getting raised at all is weird. Getting raised this size is extremely strange. I mean, it's. I think we did this a little bit to ourselves by making it two blinds, right? Like... Like, is it like I would be worried if I was a bar that maybe an eight is finding a raise? Yeah. Is this is crazy? It, an overpair can't find a raise. No. Right? It just can't. No. Because we can have an eight and do this. Yeah. Okay. So, would an eight really raise? Because there's no real value in there, raising. Th- an eight should not raise. Right. But maybe an eight does anyway. Does, does an anyway. It's like, I just can't, I can't let this go for only two blinds. Right. Um, but that doesn't really make sense. But still, they may do it. So, that 
it feels if, like mostly just nines full though when it's when it's yeah. Running. So that means that Daltario has to have nines full to do this for value. Yeah, it is somewhat convincing the sizing that he chose. I will admit, like sitting yeah. now that we're sitting in Obara's theoretical seat. The sizing makes me feel like nines full is more of a possibility than if he made it one million. I was going to originally say he could have quad eights also, but actually I almost think he can't have quad eights because quad eights would have to size it bigger because they're only trying to get value out of nines and they don't block it. Right. Right. Um, Like quad eights would make it like two million and be like, you have to call. Yeah. What what are you going to do if you have a nine in your hand? You have to call. Just go all in maybe. Yeah. Right. You may, yeah, maybe just do that. Yeah. Whatever it is, just a nine just can't fold. Right. So, so he could, it's really just a nine is all he's repping. Yeah. It's not a great story for a nine. It's possible, but it's not a great story. Does the sizing help the story to you? Yeah. It does to me, too. It does. Does it help enough for me to find a fold? What kind of price are we getting as Obara right now? Uh, let's see. It's, so there's $1 million in the pot before the bet of one fifty five and the raise to five twenty five. So there's $1.7-ish yep. in the pot, and we have to it's call... 400 and change? four fifty. dollars uh, A little bit less than 400 Looks like, uh, okay, yeah, 375. Three, 370 to call. Okay, so we're getting um, like four and a half to one or yeah. so. So we have to be right like 17% of the time. Although, although if we're chopping, yeah. now we actually have to be right like 38% of the time because we only get half the pot. But if our opponent has what he has, now we're back to 17%. So find something in the middle there. Let's call it fucking 25% or so and, sure. and call it a day. So if we only have to write one out of every four times for this to be fine. I mean, can we really fold? It's, it's like he checked, he's betting a lot of flops with a nine, isn't he? Yeah, and we might be a player who's used to making these sizings and used to players mm. reacting this way to them yeah. and calling with a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's just not a great story. The story's okay. The, the sizing makes it a better story, but it's still the checkback is just makes it harder to believe. It does. It does. When there's two hearts and a lot of straight draws on that board. I mean, you're just betting that. A lot of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Maybe not always. And you know what? And if he has it, congratulations. You played great. That was a great hand. Yeah. You, did, you really got me. Like, that's well done. But all of the reasons on the flop that we wanted to bet fives apply to a nine as well, right? Like, this is... Every pot matters a lot more in tournaments. It's a high leverage spot. We want to deny equity. We want to get some value from some things. There's, there's more reason to bet a nine, I think, than five. Yeah, more value to be had. Exactly. Like, you get value out of an eight. You get value out of worse nines, which certainly exists when you're up yeah. against the big blind who, with, who only called one blind more to, you know, pre-flop, right, yep. to, to close the action. So you're almost always betting a reasonable nine there, which you only have reasonable nines. Yep. Well... Obara takes some time, uses a time bank, but does ultimately make the call. Yeah, I think he, I think he has to. And he probably expected to chop a decent amount of the time. Yes. But he's like, oh, I actually get to win. This is even better than chopping. Yeah. He might also have correctly figured that like chops are mostly going to call. Yeah. And rarely going to raise since Obara really can have eights and nines. And Obara could be trying to get a raise if he has a nine so that he can three bet. You know. Yep. Like Obara's got all that stuff so much more. Right. The eights and the nines and all of it. So it just feels like ace, ace highs are going to be really reluctant to raise one. It's so easy just to throw in two blinds and find out if you're chopping. Yeah. Or even winning sometimes. Right. That's what I would pretty much always do with ace high. It really wouldn't occur to me to raise in that spot, which yeah. maybe it should. But, it, but I would just be like, two blinds, let's go. Let's, uh, how, how are we doing here? What happened? Yeah. 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 Anyway, how did these guys end up doing after Obaro won this oh. weird hand? Well, I'll tell you what, my friend. Yes. <laughs> um... This hand mattered because uh, Dalterio 
finished sixth for $225,000 and change. Obara rode this little streak up to fourth and $381,000. So almost double Good for what Dalteri ended up getting, considering he was at half the stack pre-flop here, you know, on this hand yeah. anyway. He like, this was, I'm sure, helpful yeah. to making it happen. Uh, Antoine Sayut, who you oh. remember from multiple World Series of Poker main event final tables, yeah. finished second. And um, it was part of that deal. He's for, just and, really good at big field no limit hold'em he tournaments. He sure is. He sure fucking he's is. He's French Joe Cata. That's what he is. I think he is. That's, I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm going to look at his hand in right now. What do you think his hand in is? Saoud? Yeah. I'm going to go 11 mil. It is 9.2. Okay. That's not bad, though. He did okay. all right. All right. James Kahn. Which thing are we doing? Is he alive or dead? Dead. Yeah, I feel like he's dead. He died too recently. Yeah. That was too easy. Too recently. Yeah. Um... Uh, Oprah's friend Gail. Alive. She still hosts yeah, that morning alive. show, yeah, doesn't okay. she? Fine, fine. You know that one. Congratulations. You knew one. Michael Caine. Alive. Is he? Yeah. Are you sure? No, but I'm going to go with yes, he's alive. I'm going to look it up. I'm not I'll sure. I'll bet on this one if you want. No, I don't want to bet anything. Just for some reason, I think he's dead. He is, um, he's neither dead nor alive. That makes sense. <laughs> no, he's alive. He's 89 years old. Born in 1933. You go, Sir Michael. You still got it, buddy. Handsome as ever. Very good. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.